Welcome to the New Mexico News Podcast, headlines and stories from the land of enchantment. Brought to you by KRQE. Here's Chris McKee and Gabrielle Burkhart. So school is back in session and we've highlighted some major changes for students and families this year in a previous episode. Today, we are zeroing in on one specific program that's been helping a population of students in our community that some would argue need it the most. That is our homeless children and youth population, which you might be surprised by just how many there are within Albuquerque Public Schools. For context of this discussion, the McKinney-Vento Homeless Assistance Act defines homeless youth as those who, quote, lack a fixed, regular, and adequate nighttime residence. And that could mean students living in shelters, cars, motels, or those awaiting foster care placement. The McKinney-Vento program is a Title I program within Albuquerque Public Schools. And according to its mission statement, it aims to, quote, provide the means, motivation, and encouragement needed for homeless students to reach their potential as productive members of society in an educational environment that treats all students with dignity and respect. With us in studio today is the McKinney-Vento Program Director, Crystal Wilson. Crystal, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. First, tell us a little bit more about your background. What led you down the path of becoming director for this program? And what do you do exactly with McKinney-Vento? So my background is an educator. I've been an educator uh, over 20 years and started in the classroom, just as many of those who work for our program. We, we all come from the classroom, from the school setting, and we're passionate about getting students enrolled in and successful in school. I joined Title I uh, two and a half years ago. I reopened a pre-K program for students experiencing homelessness after the pandemic. It's one that had been started years ago by Helen Fox and her team. However, as the pandemic went on and students were enrolled in school online, this is the population that struggled the most with that decision. And so students could attend any online pre-K. They didn't need specifically our program and our, our facility to do that. However, after the pandemic, we started back up again, reopened the program and started with those services. And that's where I came into play. I joined the team at that time to restart that program and implement it under the New Mexico pre-K model so that our students who are experiencing homelessness were getting the same level of services that other pre-K students throughout the state are receiving. From there, I transitioned to working specifically with families and there was going to be a new teacher for that program. And uh, it was at that point that the director of the program uh, resigned and moved on to another position. And we started our search for a new director and didn't find one. And I was asked if that was something that I was interested in. My first response was, no, I love serving families. But then after some reflection, realized that it is kind of the ultimate opportunity to serve, right? I serve those who serve. And so that's how I ended up in this position specifically. And I wouldn't change it a bit. I absolutely love making sure that all of our teachers and social workers can get out and serve serve our students and our families. So when people hear the phrase McKinney-Vento, how do you tell them sort of what exactly these are? Because there's, there's not just, it's not just one giant program, right? There's multiple different ones out there. Right. So there's a McKinney-Vento program in every school district across the entire country. So there's someone who does the work that our office does everywhere. However, that sometimes is just one person for a school district. 
And here in Albuquerque Public Schools, we have a, a different model and that leads back to our history. But what we do is we serve families and students in an in-depth manner. We are looking at, you know, the core tenets of the McKinney-Vento Education Assistance Act. And you went over that, right? It's very open and detailed as to what what homelessness looks like in our community for our families. And it's a little bit different than what we see in the mainstream media. Our families are often in hiding. You know, they're they're experiencing homelessness, but they may not be living on a street. They might be hiding in a park, in a vehicle. They might be sleeping in someone's garage or in someone's you know basement in order to do the best they can and keep their kids as safe as possible. And so McKinney-Vento allows us to find and serve families at, at those levels of homelessness that maybe we don't see every single day. So we went over that mission statement of the program and, and to what I think you were saying, it, it sounds ambitious. APS is the largest school district in the state with 143 schools serving between 70 and 80,000 students. Can you tell us roughly how many homeless students are there within APS? And then each year, does your program's mission feel as ambitious as it is probably serving that many families? Um, So we definitely feel ambitious. We look at any student in our district, whether they're enrolled in school or not, and we look at what their housing situation is and what is going on with them. And you're right, it is very ambitious. Under McKinney-Vento, we're looking at any barrier to accessing and succeeding in education. And so oftentimes people will say, well, what do you do? And I'll say, well, really, it comes down to what we can't do, right? Because just about anything is tied to a student's ability to succeed or access their education. And so it's easier to say, you know, that doesn't actually fall into the realm of education because almost everything does. Um, so there's really nothing out there that we we can't do or don't do. And we have to be really creative and innovative as a result of that. How many homeless students are there roughly within APS? So last year, um, we, re- we start our count July 1st of every school year. So we start July 1st and we run until June 30th. So last year, we worked with 3,708 students. And this school year already, since July 1st, we've already found over 1,700 students that are in need of our services. So it is a huge need for our community and the work that we do we like to say that we would all like to work ourselves out of a job. We would like to, to you know, come to the table and tell you all that we don't have students to serve anymore. And our work, although great, isn't needed in our community anymore. And we're not there yet. I was reading just a little bit more about how the McKinney-Vento program came to be here in Albuquerque and about Helen Fox. Can you share some of her story with our listeners and maybe how you understand the need for this program was ultimately discovered and grown? I can. So Helen Fox is, she's our, our founder in the sense that she is the person who identified the resources to start meeting the need that already existed in our community. So back in the early 1980s, she looked at the law that was being passed and the grants that were available. And she started small, right? She started with what she could see and who she could find in our community. And as she did that work, which still happens today, right? You find more and you see more and you learn more. And that's what Helen did. And she really built a comprehensive program around the resources in our community. It really draws on the members of our community who are 
able to get their kids to school, who are able to support businesses and highlights. We have members of our community who can't, who aren't able to access school, who aren't able to access the things that they need. And she paired the two together. And that's how we landed where we are today. There's McKinney Vento programs all over the the country. But I can tell you that our program here in Albuquerque Public Schools looks nothing like what you would see in other parts of the country. In many cases, you'll see students identified as experiencing homelessness. They'll get backpacks and school supplies, maybe a pair of tennis shoes. Every once in a while, there's some donations that might get filtered out towards them. However, here in Albuquerque, we're looking at just anything we can do that can bring a family to a better circumstance. And we really pride ourselves on having that conversation with the families. And that comes from Helen, right? Have that conversation with the family about what is their next best step? What is their goal? And what can we do to support that decision? It's not our decision to make, it's our decision to support. Our listeners and viewers may have heard about the program our station does with APS Title I Schools that is called Kirky Cares, where we help raise funds alongside the community to put new shoes on kids at Title I Schools. It is a really cool experience to get to see some of the kids in their school environment and take some of that pressure off uh, just to have a good time and have a good day, give those kids a nice pair of shoes for the school year. If you can tell us what other items or things does McKinney Vento help provide for those lower income students? That's a great question. We provide any donation that comes through our warehouse that is something that a family would use in their home. And so many times we hear from people and they'll say, oh, I'm getting a new set of dishes, but this old set of dishes is just fine. We'll say, well, we would love that old set of dishes cleaned and ready to go for a family who is recently getting housed, but maybe can't afford to purchase dishware. We also take new dishware, right? You know, if you just want to go pick up brand new dishware, we'll take that. But basically gently used, well-loved and still usable for someone else. We're happy to route that donation to a family. And it's anything like that. It could be, we love receiving new hygiene items and non-perishable foods. We even receive take in perishable foods that we can get out to families quickly. That's always welcome. And we're looking at housewares. We've taken in artwork that people have decided they don't no longer want in their home and families may not have the funds to purchase artwork for their home. Also, we look at kids activities and things that make your house a home. So as your children grow and their toys are no longer something they're interested in, but they're still usable and valuable We will provide those to a family and set them up with a home-like setting. It's one thing to, you know, be housed. It's a whole nother project to get yourself into a setting where you feel like you're at home. And that's something that we work towards. It sounds like you guys, you know, do a lot as far as like wraparound services and connecting people. Can you just give us a a sense of what is your staffing situation like in the McKinney-Vinto program? Do you have a full staff? Do you have also volunteers? We do run with many volunteers in our warehouse. We have an excellent warehouse coordinator and a community coordinator that really look to those resources. And under the McKinney-Vento Act, it's our responsibility to pair families with the resources that they qualify for. In order to do that, we do have a staff of about 25 people. And we pair families with any community resource that they're eligible for. We utilize volunteers to help 
gather all of those items and get them ready to go. We do deliver items out to families. We don't have families come to us to get them. We take them to the families. So sometimes that means meeting families at their schools where their kids are attending. It can also mean meeting them at their places of employment on their breaks because we don't want families to lose their job just so we can provide services. So we're very flexible. And it also means going to families' houses or their homes or where they're staying. If they're doubled up, we'll, we'll visit them there and providing those services where a family is physically located at that time. This program obviously focuses on APS, which we know is the largest school district in our state, but there are also kids and students facing struggles in other school districts, even in New Mexico. How unique is this McKinney-Vento program? And, you know, are there any counterpart programs that you work with or do other people try to model themselves after your program? So I think there's components of our program that are definitely sought after for modeling. We do try to share our knowledge. Some of our team members will present nationally this fall in New Orleans to share components of our program. We've presented annually for several years now about the work that we're doing here in Albuquerque. Other programs across the state, the region and the country have similar facets of what we do, but there are no two programs that are identical. It's based on the community need and it's based on the resources in your community. And we are very blessed here in Albuquerque to have a very strong community presence behind the work that we do. And that does stand out as we collaborate with other districts in our area. We're frequently in conversation with them. We're frequently sharing ideas with them. And we do recognize that our community is unique in the services that we have, but our McKinney-Vento program is also unique because of that. We know that privacy is also very important to the work that you guys do. With that in mind, though, we did want to ask if there are any stories that maybe you can share of a student or a family without perhaps naming them whose situation that you know the program has made an impact on. Or maybe if you could share some of the circumstances that students face outside of school that sort of put them in this at-risk category. Absolutely. So a couple of things come to mind. The first is a data point that I think impacts the the community is that because of our donations and our work with the community, we were able to fully furnish 55 homes last year for families who were recently housed. And that made a huge impact. And one of those stories stands out to me. It was a family that we worked with that spent over 450 days in a shelter setting. And finally, upon achieving housing and making that success part of their story, the family reached out and asked us for kitchenware, just basic kitchen items. And in that request, they shared that they had been living out of a microwave because they had been in a shelter setting where they weren't able to access cooking materials and safely cook. And so they had been living off of microwaved food. And so when we asked the family, you know, what would you like for your kitchen? The response was that they didn't know because it had been such a long time since they had had the opportunity to cook. And so our team took it upon ourselves to kind of create what we thought might be ideal items for the kitchen. When we made that delivery, one of the items sticking out of the box was a cutting board. And the family picked up the cutting board and tears just started to flow because in their words, they couldn't remember the last time they had cut something to be able to eat. And, you know, it's the pieces of pieces of stories that are that small that we take for granted 
that we were able to cut that pear this morning and have breakfast. And this is a family who's saying, I can't remember the last time I used a knife and a cutting board. Um, so it's impacts like that that stand with us. In that same moment, there was a conversation of trust about, I know my child can stay at the school that they were attending, but I think it might be better for us if we chose to move them. And do you think that you can help us? And what if we did this over the upcoming winter break instead of abruptly? And then we can open the, the lines of communication and start to help families make really challenging decisions about what's best for their family because now they are housed and they have this stability that they want to sustain. You mentioned that, you know, a lot of our families in these homeless situations or, you know, they're not very visible to us who, you know, may not know about them. How do you find and identify these families? I like to say that the successes for our team are based on the relationships that we develop. We're not there to judge, to take their children. We also recognize that experiencing homelessness is not a crime and no two stories are the same, right? Each, each individual family has a story that is unique to them. And so by building that relationship and understanding that story, we can be there to partner with the family to make their decisions for sustainability. And that's how we find families. And, you know, just like running any business, you would rely on advertising or word of mouth. We have those things too. We have a Twitter account, but we also have families who tell us about other families and they tell families to call us. And that makes a huge difference. We don't have housing, right? We don't provide housing, but we connect families with the resources for housing and we're there with them for that entire school year. And that's what makes a difference. And that is a good segue to my next question, which was you have right at the top of your website description, I noticed a message in large letters saying, quote, the McKinney-Vento program does not provide housing or hotel vouchers. Our team can work with families to connect them with community organizations that provide shelter and housing support. Through this work, though, how much need is there for housing in our city? And do you run into situations where families, you know, say they need help and, and there just isn't a place to house them? We do run into that. For example, right now we're serving over 1,200 families. About 400 of those families are in some sort of housing program that is allowing them to access that stability of housing. But sometimes that's not long term. So they still qualify under the McKinney-Vento program. But those 1,200 families, we're looking at what shelter opportunities are available, what organizations in our community do have vouchers, how do we get families into our coordinated entry system here in the state of New Mexico so that they can get the support they need or connected with the resources that they need to find housing, which is a huge challenge right now. And so you're correct. At the top of our website, it says, you know, you're not calling us to get a housing voucher. We don't have that. We don't hand those out from our office. Our team doesn't have those resources. But we do work very hard with our community to identify who has the resources and how to access those resources. And just as homelessness is a very complex kind of, con it's a very complex concept, housing is more complex, right? Um, and so you people will ask us, well, how do you know how to apply for Section 8? And I'll be honest and say, I didn't know how to apply for Section 8 because I have not lived on Section 8 before. However, I do know now because I've walked through that process with many families. 
families don't come to us knowing how to apply for these housing programs, knowing what to do to get the help that they need. So we walk with them through that and knowing our community resources is what has been key in that process. What is the ultimate goal when you're working with a student without adequate housing? It feels like it's to see them succeed, but what do you see? as the ultimate goal. Absolutely. Um, You know, I I spoke earlier about our staff kind of having this internal idea that someday we will work ourselves out of a job and we will get up and that morning there will be no students experiencing homelessness and we will not have a task to do that day. However, until we get there, we have some other more realistic goals. Right now, under the McKinney-Vento Act, we focus greatly on enrollment and success in school. And that takes a lot of work. We want to set our students up for the best future possible. And oftentimes that means providing families and students with opportunity to see a different path or to see something done a different way. And the overall or ultimate goal being that we are impacting those cycles of homelessness. And we have the opportunity to potentially end or change generational poverty and end cycles of homelessness. And that's kind of an overall goal that we have as a, as a team. How often do you think that you're meeting that goal with these students? Is there a way to track that, like beyond them graduating? Um, you know, I think that the stories are the biggest impact that we have, and there's really no data point. Oftentimes in education, and especially in this work, The impact that you make is something that you may not see for 20 or 40 years. And sometimes we never know the outcome of the work that we're doing. And so there's a lot of faith and just intentionality in the work that we do without necessarily having kind of that dashboard of success to reflect back on. And I wanted to bring up, you know, I've heard of instances where, you know, maybe a student or a school age child is maybe not living in the streets, but living with family members and, you know, say the parent has lost a job and depending on their housing situation, they may get moved around a lot during the school year. How do you keep track of those students? So that goes back to building relationships. Albuquerque Public Schools does have a student information system and we do know where our students are. We know where they're enrolled and we keep track of where they're living. And that's our responsibility for our students who are in those highly mobile, ever-changing circumstances. Knowing that they have an adult who is dedicated to making sure they are safe, making sure that they are still accessing their education, means that no matter where they land, there's somebody that they can go back to. And that's been key, not only for the student themselves, but for the adults that are stepping in to support that student, whether it is a parent who's currently experiencing unemployment or loss of housing with the student, or that's a grandparent who stepped in in place of a parent, or that's another adult, a family friend, or someone who is the key person for that student. All of those individuals begin to know that the McKinney-Vento program is behind this student And there's a person that they can reach out to for any school changes, any needs, fees, services, access to community resources. And that's that's how we keep track of our students, right, is by building that relationship and creating that system of trust. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that perhaps we didn't ask you directly about? 
I think the biggest thing that I want to add is that we couldn't do the work that we do without our community partnerships. Kirky Cares um, and KRQE have been a huge piece of that. Not only the work that the community that you all reach out to, that work serves us in our ability to serve, but everyone in the community, whether they're connected with Kirky Cares or not, who reaches out to us makes a huge impact on our students and their outcomes. And we could not do the work that we do without our partnerships in the community. And we are always looking for and open to strengthening or building new partnerships. And as well, are there ways that people can donate? You mentioned uh, gently use good condition stuff. Sometimes you guys end up taking in. Are there ways that people can donate if they have stuff that fits the criteria? Yes, absolutely. We have a partnership with GiveABQ and furniture, large furniture donations can be made on behalf of the Albuquerque Public Schools Title I McKinney-Vento program to GiveABQ, which allows us to send our families shopping when they're housed. We also take in hygiene and non-perishable food items on a regular basis. In fact, we are never not in need of hygiene items. As you can imagine, you go buy shampoo for your family probably weekly, and our families need that as well. In addition to that, we have a phenomenal warehouse where we can accept housewares and other donations as well. And the community is welcome to reach out to us. All of our information is on our website, or in general, you can reach out to our phone number, which is 505-256-8239. And we are happy to accept donations for the community. Okay, we will definitely add links to those places for people to check out in our show notes and on our website. Crystal, thank you for sharing with us about the program. Thank you. Your questions were extremely, extremely appreciated. We love our work with the community. Thanks again to the McKinney-Vento program director here in Albuquerque, that is Crystal Wilson, for sharing a little bit more about what the program does Again, we will include links to donate to their program as well as Kirky Cares if you're interested. Yeah, Kirky Cares is something that ends up being a a very cool experience. I know we mentioned that in the show, but Gabby, you've gone out to do some of those. I imagine it's uh, it's gotta feel good to be able to see the effect on some of these students. Yeah, it is definitely an experience to be able to go into these kids' schools and you get, you know, partnered up with a student and you get to walk with them to pick out their shoes and give them a bag of, you know, usually some hygiene products. And it's just like, they make it a really fun event for the students and for us um, and all the volunteers that we work with. There was a couple of police officers at our last, at the last school that I went to that just, you know, happened to be in that area command and knew that this was going on and wanted to volunteer. So I know they're also always looking for volunteers to help. So if you're interested in that, there are ways to reach out and volunteer to serve in your community. Very cool. Very good thing. Well, we appreciate you listening here this episode. If you have an idea of something we should talk about on the podcast, you can email me at chris.mckee.com. You can also reach out at, at chrismckeetv. And I'm Gabrielle.Burkhart at krqe.com via email and gburknm on social media. Thank you all for listening.